Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Beginner's SEO Podcast with me, Phoebe Gill. Today's going to be Easy SEO Wins, updated for 2024, because if you don't know, I'll tell you, um, one of my first ever episodes was for Easy SEO Wins that you can do today, and it's so still so popular to this day that I thought it was right to do an update for 2024. Right, I'm going to get right into it because I waffle so much. I'm already waffling. Right, let's get into it. Okay, the first thing that you should be doing if you're launching a new website or you want to check that you've made a new page and it's not showing up on Google or you're not sure if it's showing up on Google because you're not ranking for SEO yet. So how do you even know if it's indexed? Well, you can go check out your Google search console. Um, and type it into the search bar at the top of that search console there. But if you're looking for an easy, even easier way, what I recommend is, and listen carefully, head to google.com and then in the search bar, type site, S-I-T-E, colon, that's those two dots. So site, colon, www.yourwebsite.com. And that will show up all of the pages that are indexed on Google. It's not 100% accurate, but for the sake of semantics, let's not bother about that. This 99.9% of the time works. And you can also test it with individual pages by putting in site colon www.yourwebsite.com forward slash um, blog forward slash whatever you want to do. And you can also just put in site colon yourwebsite.com. By the way, when I'm saying yourwebsite.com, it's when you put in your actual domain name, um, just in case that wasn't clear, because sometimes it's not clear. Okay, so that's the first step. Now, second step with SEO. So we've worked out your website is indeed ranking, just not ranking in the positions that you want it to. <laughs> first step to your easy SEO win, you're going to want to check out your keywords. Um, I always just urge, urge people to really spend time learning how to do keyword research. It is a crucial part of SEO. So once you've got your keywords sorted, and there, I have just released an episode about keyword research, so please go and listen to that. Once you've got your keywords, don't put them everywhere on the website. No. So step two point B, once you've got your keywords, choose different keywords for different pages. And this is something that people do actually get confused about um, because you might think, hey, my website is about lighting. Therefore, you try and make every single page about lighting. But that's a very broad topic. And in actual fact, your floor lamps is a better keyword for your page that sells floor lamps than trying to rank your floor lamps page for lighting. I hope I'm making sense, but basically this tip is for you to visualize and you can put, you can create a Google spreadsheet for this as well. For each page, what is the keyword focus? And now step three, remember that keywords, there's your page, each page can rank for hundreds of related keywords. So for floor lamp page, it might be standing floor lamp, um, freestanding floor lamp, um, 
buy floor lamps that stand up on the floor, um, floor lamps for the floor or lamp for the floor. Do you see what I mean? They're all very related. They all mean the same thing, but they're not the exact same keyword. So it's also really important not to try and rank pages for those individual keywords, having one page for standing floor lamp and then another page for lamp that stands on the floor. It's not going to work like that. Google is far beyond that. Each page can rank for hundreds, thousands of related keywords. Now, you might have already had your keywords and thought, Phoebe, those past two minutes were an absolute waste of my time. Fair enough. Now, the next step, if you've already got your keywords, knowing where to put them on the web pages. And the first place I want to, I want you to think about putting them is your URL. And that is the bit that comes after the forward slash at the end of the .com or .co.uk or whatever. Putting your keywords here can really help boost your SEO. Why? Because it's a major clue to Google what the page is about. And essentially that's what Google bots are doing all the time. They're just trying to figure out what this page is about. And so if they know what the page is about, then they know who to show it to. And that's why having, for instance, my floor lamp page forwards, so www.bestlighting.com forward slash standing floor lamps. That is a great URL handle. That's what it's called, the handle or the slug. However, you might be at the stage where you've already got your website and you've already got your URLs. I don't, please listen carefully, I don't recommend you go ahead and start changing all the URLs if you haven't already, um, if you've already got your URLs there, just because it can get a bit messy with redirects and subfolders and subdirectories and we're keeping things at a beginner's level. But if you are creating a new page, you are creating a new blog post, you're designing a whole new website, then when you are designing that website, have a think about your URL handles and really try and get keywords in there. It can do a really, it can make a really big difference. So first of all, you've got your keywords in your URL handle. The second place you're going to want to put your keywords is in your meta title and your meta description. These can also be called the page title or the, um, what are the words for them? Yeah, they're my, they're the two I hear the most. The page title or the meta title. What are, is the page title or meta title? When you type into Google, standing floor lamps, I get hit with a page of results. The blue titles, that's the meta title. And you're going to really want to think about these meta titles. This is probably the biggest tip of this whole podcast episode, (laughs) not the whole podcast series, um, but this whole podcast episode. Your meta meta title is crucial for SEO. And in fact, my biggest tip takeaway from this whole episode is that you go through your whole website and optimize every single meta title. Because often, if you don't optimize all your meta titles, your web platform like Squarespace, Shopify, WordPress, whatever, will just automatically assign the same meta title for every single page. And can you imagine how confusing that is to Google? Yeah really confusing, which is why it's so important to optimize every single meta title and to put your keywords for each page in every meta title. So as well as putting your keywords in there so that Google understands what the page is about, you're also going to want to think about how you can get people clicking through to your page 
when that meta title pops up on Google search results. Things like if I'm selling floor lamps, things like um, unique standing floor lamps, and then I might have a divider, a separator, and I put free UK delivery although that would be very expensive for floor lamps. So I might put something like excellent customer service, um, 30-day returns, voted um, best retail company. You only do have about 60 characters or 60 letters. So it can get tricky and you've got to to, to think, kind of got to think about how you can make your meta title salesy or enticing but also how can it include keywords? And this is a great place to use AI tools because you can ask them to generate, you know, 10 different examples of a meta title using this keyword for a page that sells floor lamps and it'll throw up tons of suggestions and then I can just choose the best one. Brilliant. But double check that it's under 60 characters. Why is it important that it's under 60 characters? Because I know it's confusing because some platforms do actually show you, say that you can have 300 characters or you can have as many characters as you want. You technically can, but the problem is Google will shorten them because remember, most people are using their phones to search these days. So there's not space on the phone screen for a super long title. That's why your meta title needs to be under 60 characters. So super, super, super important, your meta title. Not so important, but still a little bit important is your meta description. And this can be your page description and you'll often find it underneath where the meta title is on a page. And this is just 160 characters or so, 150, 160 characters to give a short description of what the page is about. Again, you can try and make it salesy. Again, pop your keywords in there. I'm not so fussed about meta descriptions because Google say they do use it to understand what a page is about, but often they won't even show it in the search results. Instead, they will choose to show a snippet of another part of the content on the page. So it's not as important as your meta titles. So if you've only got one hour to spend optimizing your website, spend it on optimizing your meta titles and then do the meta descriptions another day. Because remember, we're small business marketers out here. We don't have time to be doing everything. Let's just focus on the things that move the needle. Okie dokie. That is step four and five. The next step is going to be your page header. And this is again, another mistake, another really common mistake I see a lot. Often people will think, um, I want to have my home page and I want the header to be the name of my shop. Sure. But the problem with that is if you want your home page to rank for, to rank for unique floor lamps, but the name of your shop is actually, um, stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Tillies. Well, people typing in Tillies are just going to get your, like, wait, that doesn't make sense. But (laughs) people typing in unique floor lamps, but your page header isn't unique floor lamps, 
it's Tilly's, it's going to be confusing to Google. Do you see what I mean? So when you're creating your homepage or when you're creating a page, think about your page header, i.e. the H1 tag or the title tag for your homepage. Oh, the title tag is another name for meta title. That's what, that's the one I was trying to remember. But for your each page has a header, basically. Think of it as the title to an essay. And you wouldn't call the essay your name. You would call the essay the name of the essay, wouldn't you? Do you see what I mean? And it's the same with each page. You need to put your keywords in your main header or your main title of that page. And this can often be called an H1 tag. Um, When you're on platforms like Wix or Squarespace or Shopify, often they make it confusing. And when they're switching between sizes, you have to choose H1, H2, H3, H4, H5. And you think that's the size of the font, but it's not. It's actually referring to the header tag. And it can get difficult with Squarespace or Shopify because they make it hard for you to change the font size without changing the H tag. Now, don't stress about this if you can't get your H your H1 tag on your particular platform is too big or too small and you actually prefer the H2 tag for your header. That's fine. Just make sure that the one at the top of the page with your keywords in is the most, the, high, the lowest or H1 or H2 or H3. And then everything else after that, if you're using subheadings, needs to be either a smaller one, H4, H5. Why am I saying this not very clear? Because Google has come far beyond just having one H1 tag necessary for each page. You'll get some SEO people saying, you need to only have one H1 tag per page. It's going to mess up all your SEO if you don't. Not true. SEO is, Google is so far beyond that these days. Google can understand the structure of a page without you needing to say, this is an H1, this is an H2, this is an H3. As long as 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 when you look at the page, it's clear the structure and you've got sort of a header at the top, be it H2, be it H3, and then you've got some subheadings on the page as well. It's fine, honestly. This isn't the kind of thing that's going to move the needle. Don't stress out regardless of what SEO gurus say. So our page is really coming together now. You've got your keywords in the URL, but if you don't, don't worry about it. Don't go changing them. You've got the keywords in your meta title, meta description. You've put the keywords in your header and you've got a page structure that makes sense with a clear header and subheadings, regardless of what the H1 tag, H2 tags are. Next step, your body text, your the actual content of the page. And this is where people will say, oh, you need to have a minimum of 300 words per page. And if you run your tool, run your page through an SEO tool, um, like Ahrefs or SEMrush, SEMrush, if you've got minimum, you know, less than 300 words, they might try and tell you that this is thin content and this won't rank. Not true again. Google doesn't care about the number of pay, number of words on your page. Google cares about, does this page satisfy the search intent? Therefore, for instance, um, a page about floor lamps, if I'm just sending floor lamps, I'm more focused on the actual images. I don't need that much text on there. So I don't want you writing streams and streams of text to try and sort of hit some arbitrary number um, 
it just won't make a difference. Instead, focus on creating content text, which is useful information. Perhaps reach, if on my floor lamp page, I'm going to write a little bit about the types of floor lamps that I sell. I'll write a little bit about delivery. I might write a little bit about what makes us unique, but that's it. What I am going to focus on is creating unique content that helps my customer. Um, So I'm going to think, what would my customer want to see on this page? And I'll look at competitors as well and see what's working for them. And then I'll use that information, write my text and making sure that I'm including my keywords in that text. So making sure you put your keywords in your text. And again, do not force it in there. We don't want keyword stuffing, which is when you're literally putting your keyword in every other sentence on the page. It's incredibly obvious to Google and to your customers as well. It just doesn't make for nice reading, does it? So really focus on just creating content which is useful to your customer. And this goes for blog posts too. For every single blog post you write, I want you to think about does this paragraph add value? Is this relevant to the pages, to the posts topic? And then where appropriate, put in keywords, um, put in synonyms, because again, Google is so smart that you using a phrase to describe something instead of using that keyword, Google will pick up on that. You don't need to spell it out to Google saying floor standing lamp in every single sentence. It's just going to look spammy and not helpful. Okay, well done you've created or optimized your first page of in SEO with your sort of main quick wins. Side note, extra things you can do for bonus points. You can go through your images and pop in alternative text or alt tag text. And this is just an extra way where you, for each page, for each photo, when you click edit on it, it should come up with the option to add alt text And here, for instance, if I've got a beautiful picture of a floor lamp from a certain brand, I would put in that brand's name, floor lamp. So I would put like, you know, Ikea floor lamp, whatever, or brown Ikea floor lamp as the alt text for that image. I'm not trying to keyword stuff. I'm just describing what that image is about. So then it gives more context to Google bots about what the whole page is about. So bonus tip, optimize your alt text. Final bonus tip, you're going to want to go through your existing pages, your existing blog posts and add internal links back to the page that you're trying to optimize. So internal links, they're basically when it's a hyperlink from one page to another page on a website, but it's all within your website. And these are a really powerful tool for SEO, really like honestly, really powerful just with one client last month, we went through their whole website and we added internal links to their target pages because they had quite a lot of blog posts. So I went through each blog post, found opportunities to either add a link into the copy, into the content, or I wrote a couple sentences um, and put them into the content where appropriate, obviously, and where it was relevant. And then I added a link back to my target page. And we did this through all of the blog posts and we saw a big boost in our target pages ranking. Why does this help? Because the internal link has some text around it, anchor text around it, which sort of describes what that page is about that we're linking to. For example, if I have a blog post about um, best interior, you know, 10 interior design options for a farmhouse, And then I have a paragraph saying, um, sometimes in a living room, a floor standing lamp can add a really nice touch to really, really nice cozy touch or whatever. 
where I put floor standing lamp, where I wrote that, I would add the hyperlink there. Does that make sense? And me putting the hyperlink there, it's clear that the page I'm linking to is about floor standing lamps. So this is why internal links are so powerful because they add context and help Google understand what the page is about. And the more Google understands what the page is about and provided that that page is of high quality, it will boost it up the rankings. So internal linking, think of it as your superpower. And it's one of the many reasons why I advocate for blogging on websites. Blogging is super important. I harp on about it all the freaking time because as a small business, your two main ways, once you've optimized your website, are to either build backlinks, super expensive, super time consuming, or number two, blogging. Blogging is an excellent way to show Google that you're a trusted business, an expert in your industry, um, an authority on your topic. By showing Google that, it will boost you up in the rankings for your target pages as well. But also blogging provides you with lots of spaces where you can add internal links, which will also help boost up your target ranking. Finally as well, blogging's brilliant because when you're blogging about questions that your customers are asking before they're even aware that they need to buy from you, they become aware of your brand so that when they're then ready to buy from you, they know your brand and they will think, oh, sure, I'll just buy from bestfloorlamps.com because I've been reading about their, you know, interior design ideas or whatever. I just love the brand. It's a way to sort of develop or start the customer relationship with them as well. Um, yeah, blogging is just fantastic. Honestly, I recommend every single small business owner should be chipping away at blogging. And I use the word chipping because I don't want you to become overwhelmed by it. I know I talk about this all the time, but the key to success with SEO is seeing as a long-term game. Yes, today I've just given you those top sort of wins that you can do to optimize a page and work through your website. But once you've done that, then you're going to need to focus on actually sort of growing your website. And that's where blogging comes in. Now, if you found today's episode super sort of overwhelming and you were like, what the hell are you talking about? I need a visual guide. Then please go check out my website, theplansuccess.com, where I have actually got a whole course which teaches you how to optimize your website from A to Z. And I actually teach you exactly how to do keyword research because it's one of the most crucial parts to get right. If you're not trying to rank for the right keywords, you might as well just not bother. Um, so in my little course, I teach you exactly how to do keyword research for free without the fancy tools. And then you, and then I teach you exactly how to optimize each page going over what you went over today, but exactly how I would do it if it were my business. And I specifically focus on an e-commerce website and then also a local service website. So if you're either an e-commerce business owner or you're a service business owner or you're a local business and you're ready to sort of start dipping the water in SEO, but you've got no idea where to start, I really recommend this course for you. It's a low cost, affordable way to make sure you're on the right track with SEO because a lot of the time you can sort of be doing it for years and years, but not seeing any progress. And then you just wasted your time. So imagine if you get it all right at the start, start seeing that progress straight away. You're just going to save so much time and grow your business so much faster. And that's the whole point of this course, because I work with clients that have the budget for SEO, 
but a lot of companies don't have the budget for SEO. And it's not fair that they're not getting, you know, the same results because I truly do believe that everyone can do their own SEO. You just need to sort of invest a bit of time learning it. And if you haven't got the time to learn it, then I recommend my course for you because I teach you exactly how to do it from A to Z without needing to learn SEO, without needing to learn the concepts of it. So it's just a great time saver and you're just going to see a lot faster results with it. Um, I do really honestly believe I'm so proud of this course and the people that have taken it tell me how sort of useful it's been for them. I'm trying to update it constantly to make sure that the modules are up to date with the most up-to-date information following Google's best practices as well, adding in extra tips or tricks that I learn along the way because these are the same tactics that I use with my clients in this course. You know, I'm not hiding anything. I'm not gatekeeping anything. What I teach in the course is what I actually do on websites. Therefore, it's so valuable, such good value for money as well, (laughs) if I say so myself. Um, So please do go check that out. If you're not yet in the position, um, you know, you're not ready for that yet, then I've also got free resources for you as well. So please go download. Also, please download, please download, please follow me on Instagram at The Plan Success. Um, because I do, it's probably the easiest way to contact me if you've got any quick questions. And I love hearing from you guys. So please, you know, get in touch with any questions you've got. But to summarize today, sorry, went off on a tangent there, just harping on about how great my course is. (laughs) But I did, I put a lot of work into it. So I really want to share it with you. Today's episode, your top quick wins for 2024 updated are checking your website is ranking, super important, or checking its index. Number two, do your keyword research, really nail that. Number three, choose a keyword for each page. Number four, your meta titles. Number five, your meta descriptions. Then you've got your headers, or I'm not going to say H1 tag, because as I've explained, not that important. And then you've got your actual copy or the content of each page. Finally, you've got your alt text on images, and then you've got sort of how to make your website grow. And that's going to be with internal linking via blogging. You're going to need to start blogging, guys. Okie dokie. That is everything for today. As said before, check out my website, theplansuccess.com, or follow me at theplansuccess on Instagram. Share this podcast with your friends or anyone you think might find it useful. Also, leave me a review, review as every sort of review helps. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.